92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. As soon as it drops, we're on a runway. Bubbles popping up before you know where. There's rubble and dust, this will be pushing it up. Somebody say, you Today on the radio show, we got Chris Anthony straight up at 10 o'clock, and then uh, Fish on Friday on Tuesday. So we got a busy second hour. First hour, it's just me. And Jeffrey, I hope you made it through the breezy, breezy morning this morning. Jeffrey, were you blown over this morning as you were making your way to the radio station? I was blown over, but not by the weather. By what exactly? I was blown over by a beautiful, adorable six-month-old. So we're back on. Is this this is six? This is six months. We're over six months. Um, I'm back on solo dad duty. Aaliyah's, oh. Aaliyah's on another work trip. And yesterday, Jeff was the sixth-month shot. Shots, I should say. Oh, yeah. So you get. I see. And so she's she was miserable today. So achy. So yesterday, I get home. And we basically fussed all the way through bedtime, but she slept through the night, went down pretty easy. And I'm thinking, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll just get to tomorrow. We'll, we'll get to tomorrow, wake her up this morning. I'm greeted with my usual happy-go-lucky yeah. attitude. I'm like, I'm like, okay, good. That was, you know, that was something in the past. Yeah. And here we go, new day, new day, new us. And I mean, as soon as I start picking her up, just misery just goes ballistic on me then i start i'm starting negotiating with myself it's like all right well i'll change her diaper and once we do that i'll I'll give her her bottle once she gets her bottle she'll be fine she would not take her bottle she it is funny i i I, so so did you successfully deliver her so i like after 15 minutes of trial and error i figured out that she would take the bottle if i administered it to her standing up right so then I spend like the next five Walk or six it. minutes being like, can I sit down now? Wait, what, what can we do? After we finish the bottle, I have to do the move of, okay, is she really sick? So had to get the old thermometer out, went down south, got the temperature, no fever. So I'm in the mode of, we're going to daycare. And she's at daycare now successfully. Successfully at daycare I, I put her down. I feel I bad thought, for those people. I, I, no, I, I warned them. I was like, hey, you know, yeah. I, here, here's, here's, I gave them the lowdown. Like, here's where we are. You have my number. If it, if it goes, goes badly, bad. let me know. But as soon as I, like, laid her down around her friends, she started playing, and I'm like, okay, I, th- I think we're through it. I, uh, it's funny. I, I wouldn't tell John this. I mean, I'll also say it behind his back. I saw John. John last week was, like, in a daze, and then I saw, he just like he looks like a man who's been through it, you know. Yes. Like he's no, kind he, of no. He looks like he just got back from Vietnam, and and, yeah. uh, and he's just not. He's not looking his best. He's just not. No, the soul has left his eyes. But it's it's yeah. Some of it's just. And I'm reminded, and I'm sorry if I've told the story before because I know I have. Uh, but I thought it was the uh, one of the great descriptions of uh, the decision to have a child when my when my brother Tim was thinking about having children. He said, you know, everyone says, come on, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's come great. on the other side. Come on. Like, it's unbelievable. It's the best thing. It's, uh, it gives your life meaning. It's whatever else. And he said, but for him, 
it felt like moving to an island. And everyone's saying, come on, I'm, this is a great island. You want to be on this island? And yet, if you look over at it and look at them on the island, mm-hmm. they look awful. Mm-hmm. They're beaten down. They're exhausted. Stockholm Syndrome. They're, 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 they're just absolutely, they, they get no sleep. They don't have time to exercise. They're harried. They're fighting with each other over who did what. Like, And the other thing about this island is, once you move to the island, you can never leave. Correct. You are there forever. And there are absolute compensations to uh, having a kid or two or three. And I, of course, uh, legally required to say I would not trade it. Yes. But um, now that I see you all in the... <laughs> would in you the, trade one? In the, in the thick of it. I, uh, have you ever I, put one on the market I, I, just to I, see? I, that, have you right, ever let them see, know that you're taking see, phone right, calls? Yeah, exactly. Not shopping. I'm not right, shopping. Right, right, but, but, uh, we'll hear offers. We'll, but, uh, you, I'd, I'd You'd be, be, you would right, be doing a disservice. Doing a disservice to the organization Correct. not to at least listen. It's irresponsible even. Right? All right. Uh, once again, today on the, uh, radio, on the radio show, we have, uh, we have Chris Herndon, straight, o'clock and, straight up 10 o'clock, and then Fish on Friday after that. I got to say, got to hand it to the Grizzlies. In a game... In a game that was, well, you and I had it circled. Yeah. Well, we've had this week circled. They leave no, we'll get to the related week. They, they left no doubt. Absolutely. They left no doubt last night. And that game, that game works perfectly, or if you're a Grizzlies fan, as long as you don't watch it. Yes. It was a brutal watch. If you watch it, that, it's, it's much less fun. If you paid tickets and took time out of your day or your evening to go to the game, uh, it's even less fun. Mm-hmm. But if you simply are focused on the big picture Correct. and didn't actually watch it, worked out beautifully for you because the Grizzlies have now, they've created a little bit of separation. Yes, in the race to the bottom. Uh, by the way, uh, the race to the bottom that they cannot win uh, they can only get, well, Jeffrey thinks five from the bottom. They're currently six from the bottom. I've got my R in Charlotte. Uh, they're currently. I, I didn't think Charlotte could. Was gettable, but now, maybe. It just takes takes a couple of, a couple of good weeks. Grizzlies have five more wins than Portland. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. They have how many more wins than Charlotte? They have only five more five wins, more than, wins Charlotte. than Charlotte. So I am not daring to dream that the Grizzlies could catch either Portland or Charlotte. All right, we'll talk about it. They got Portland two games against Portland later Correct. this week, Friday and Saturday. Uh, they got Friday and Saturday games against Portland. So I suppose... And Brooklyn again next Monday. If you lose those games, it gives you a... Uh, 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 there is I'd say more than chance. a puncher's chance. Um, is, it, is a puncher? Is it a chinner's chance or whatever mm-hmm. else? So... Uh, but I'm more concerned with not sliding. They're right now sixth and um, were not long ago tied with both Brooklyn and Toronto. But because of last night's events, Brooklyn getting the W. And by the way, in the meanwhile, Toronto also getting a W. They've Grizz- won three straight, Jeff. Grizzlies now. They've, 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 they're uh, five and five in their last North. ten. True North, mm-hmm. baby. Uh, Grizzly- they had a pizza party. Grizzlies have now... Um, separated themselves. They have uh, two fewer wins than both Brooklyn and Toronto. Uh, And so they are firmly, they are firmly right now sixth from the bottom uh, in the, uh, as they, as we, as we prepare, as we do. And they clearly were for the draft lottery. I was reading Drew Hill's piece in the Daily Memphian today. And Drew, disgusted, I don't know. There was booing. There was actually, I gather, a smattering of booing. It was not vigorous booing. It was not uh, deafening booing. It was not a entire arena of people booing. But there was some booing. And you can understand why. Because if, in fact, you were one of those people who not only decided to watch this uh, travesty of a game, but decided to pay money and go, or had season tickets, and so you had them, and so what the hell, let's go. Sunk costs. Can't get the neighborhood kid to be interested in this one. Um, So uh, you go and you find that the score is to the Brooklyn Nets. 
I think we can even call them the woeful, aimless, rudderless. Um, they got that new coach smell, Jeff. That's always a mistake. Of course, never, they don't never. have their own pick. They don't have their own pick. There's no. They don't have to worry about the new coach bump because the new coach bump doesn't hurt them. Anyway, Grizzlies trailed 66 to 40 at the half as Brooklyn unleashed a 24 to nine run mm-hmm. in the second quarter. Here's some stats from the first half. That's really, if you did deign to watch it, all you really needed to do was focus on the first half because the first quarter in second chance points in the first half. 13 to zip in points off turnovers in the first half. 14 to zip. You know how many offensive rebounds the Grizzlies got in the first half? Zero? Zero would be the correct number. Outscored in the paint. Whatever number you look at, it's going to be bad. 28 to 12 in the first half. This is a Grizzlies team that gave up 111 points to a team that over its Three previous road games had averaged 88.3 points and not broken 100. It was absolutely atrocious last night, and the Grizzlies lose. The Grizzlies, I mean, it was absolutely fabulous Uh last night as the Grizzlies lose. The Grizzlies lose. The Grizzlies lose. And now Minnesota is next. Uh, Doesn't seem like a, doesn't seem like a promising, uh, doesn't seem like this is going to be a promising Can't stretch. let go of the rope. But then Portland, two massive games against Portland. It is, although you and I are on the same page on mm-hmm. this, it is still the process, the process of getting, the process of, it can be glorious if there's a Wembenyama at the end of the rainbow, Right. Like I, I, I have. There have been times when I've really been in on tanks in a big way, uh, for for teams that I have rooted for. It is a demoralizing process. Like you don't. That like last night was just ugly, and there are people who paid money, and there you know there are there are the broadcasters who are broadcasting, and there's like it is. It was just an atrocious performance, and so. Better to lose, I guess, the way you did. Better to lose the way you did against the Clippers than the way you did last night. And the other thing is, not only was the big picture ugly, but if you're one of these people who have uh, focused on, well, let's let's get the good out of what we can get. Let's let's, let's focus on Vince and Gigi, right? Let's focus on Vince and Gigi because that's the silver lining to be had in this miserable season. Well, Vince and Gigi are combined at three of twenty-five from the. Field, uh, Gigi. If you want to focus on the dunk, it was a lovely, beautiful, spectacular mm-hmm. dunk. He missed his other twelve shots. Mm-hmm. He was one of thirteen from the field. They were three of eighteen from the field. Oh, I'm sorry. He was a. Uh, he was. On, he was. I'm sorry. I got to get my game together. Yeah. He was a. Jaron and him combined yeah, for right. three for twenty five. Right, that's right. He was a. Um, he was a. Gigi was a negative 23. Yeah. A team leading minus 23. Imperfect stat. We're also legally required mm-hmm. to say that. But in a in a woeful night, nobody was on the team on the on the court for for a greater disparity of points against than Gigi. Minus 23 on the night. One of 13 from the field. Did have one beautiful dunk, but that was that. And so there we go. Grizzlies are, again, as Drew Hill noted. In uh, his gamer on this, you can read it at the Daily Memphian. When being out rebounded, are three and thirty-four. I'm surprised it's that good because they miss so many shots. Like they're not good offensively. Like you, you need rebounds to get more points, second chance points. So um, I don't know. Like it was. How much of it did you watch? I had it on a side TV the whole game. Yeah. There wasn't much on last night. Yeah, it was. It was. It was rough. Um, the, uh, you want some, want some good news? Let's I, hear it. Well, I don't know if it's good news. I went over to the, uh, the ringer has grades this today, uh, released grades on every team in the league and their season. Okay. What would you think the correct grade for the Grizzlies is? And again, it depends how you grade. Yeah. What is the grade? See? I think. I, I think I think their performance is entirely circumstantial. Like I don't really think it's like I don't think they start 
I think they could have been better than six right, so, and so nineteen. So you can't give them an F yes. because of the injuries. The bus and, yeah. broke down on the way to school. Correct. The dog ate their homework. The yes. Whatever else. But I don't see how you can give them better than a C, given that given their record. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've settled on the correct letter. Yeah, a C. Now, what do you think the ringer gave him? You could talk me into D minus, B plus. How? I, That's what is insanity. The uh, well, it's in, glad you asked. The past two years should have featured the grit and grind 2.0 kiddos rounding into their primes. Instead, that time has been lost as a result of John Morant's suspension and subsequent season-ending shoulder injury. Memphis has been nimble in response, embarking on a single-season injury-induced semi-tank and trading David Roddy, Xavier Tillman, and Steven Adams for five second-round picks, a pick swap, Yuta Watanabe, Lamar Stevens. By offloading role players for draft picks, they've cut costs and retained some future flexibility, restocking an asset cupboard that was beginning to dry up. The silver lining, aside from the unprecedented yet quintessentially Grizzly-esque rise of Vince Williams Jr. and Gigi Jackson, a rare opportunity for the Grizzlies to imagine what a roster built around Morant, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. should look like, with the added benefit of learning from their past mistakes, chief among them, and over-dependence on the draft to round out their supporting cast. The Grizzlies will spend the rest of the season figuring out exactly what it is they should be. Can Jackson, despite his rebounding woes, play center full-time? Could Asante Aldama, GGJ, JJJ, front-court rotation, offer enough of a spacing panacea for Morant's explosive drives to offset those spacing issues? Right now, Williams is probably their best positional rebounder, at least until Brandon Clark returns, potentially later this season. Beyond that, Bain's ankle issues have opened up playing time for Zaire Williams, a former top 10 pick whose jumper fell off a cliff after a promising rookie season. Can Zaire reintegrate himself as a core piece, or will this be his final season in Memphis? The rest of the season will be an experimental proving ground for Memphis, which is why they get a high grade here. It would have been too easy for the Grizzlies to scour the deadline market for reinforcements and force a play-in run. Instead, they've made the best of meager circumstances and are posed to enter next season healthy and reinvigorated. B+. That's nonsense. They, they, they could not have scoured the deadline for yeah, reinforcements to force a play-in run. Like, I, I mean, I, they didn't make the best of a bad situation. Right. It's why we're giving them a C instead yeah, of an F. Exactly. Like I, I, I think they. How about that's a? How about a? I also don't how really about dis- that Do a, you agree with the asset like allocate like the? I mean, I think they did. I think they made the best of the best. Agree, but situation. they still like it's still we're still at the point now where wouldn't you agree the 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 best movable asset's going to be whatever this draft pick is. Yeah, they trimmed whatever they trimmed. If that, that yes, I, uh, I, I, I do agree. I do agree with that. I, I think their faith in in the possibility that Zaire Williams uh, he might reintegrate himself as a core piece seems fanciful. Um, I, I, I think they. If you honestly want to give them a C plus or a B minus because they're making the best of a bad situation, that's fine. But it's not like getting some seconds is a stroke of brilliance right. either. You know. For David Roddy, so I think this is this is what we have here is great great inflation, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Anyway, I did want to I didn't want to just leave you with the bad news. Well, the good news is that the Grizzlies lost last night. The bad news is that they look truly woeful doing it. Although maybe they're just prepping for a big week. Uh, as again, you point out, I like how they set the tone. You like how they set the tone for the week. In the meantime, in the meantime, uh, over at the Penny Hardaway Radio Show, this was big news, Jeffrey. Penny looked out over the audience. There he is, talking to his most devout fans. The Tiger faithful gathered around, in-person viewing of a radio show. We could have that, you know. We could, we could, we could somehow try to integrate people on bleachers, you mm-hmm. know, in here and uh, whatever. But, but um, uh, he looks out. You want the live studio audience? I want the live studio audience. He looks out, and who does he see? Seven of his own players who voluntarily took Monday night to come on out and support their coach. Vibes, baby! Mm-hmm. Vibes! How about that? Yeah, okay. I mean, you'd rather see that than not. Well, okay, those players, by the way, you going to read anything into this? Here they are. David Jones. Free space. <laughs> Javon Quinterly. Okay. Anaquan Tomlin. Okay. Nicholas Jordan. Okay. Caleb Mills. Yeah. 
Jaden Hardaway, and Noah Stansbury. Think you gotta you gotta count on your but but no Ashton. Say, are, I think two are contractually obligated to be there. Two are progeny. Yes, yeah, two are progeny. One is David Jones, who's you know gets to do whatever he wants. And uh, you know what's interesting? The one starter was not there. Like, who are you gonna do? You first of all, let, let's let let's uh, let's examine. Do we believe in vibes? Do we think? I guess you know what. Here's the truth. If we believe, as I do. That a lack of effort, chemistry, bad vibes, toxicity, all of that contributed mightily for the lot to the losses. Yeah, I therefore have to believe that players hanging together, liking each other, supporting one another, going to the coaches' show to visit has to be a good sign. Doesn't guarantee anything. But has to be a good t- sign in terms of contributing, maybe to possibly wins, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna blame toxicity for the losses, you have to accept that good vibes, or at least the absence of bad vibes, can help contribute to wins. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the right approach. Like, do I am I gonna make a a big deal out of this? No, but I think this is better than. To me, well, this you've is, always said vibes follow wins. Yeah, no, I, 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 I or do th- wins follow vibes, Jeffrey? It's the proverbial chicken and the egg. I think usually wins follow vibes. Yeah. Yeah, wins follow vibes. You can kind of get a sense of a team like, okay, you know where they are. All right. Do you do you read anything into the fact that uh who wasn't there? Or they could have just had class. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what everyone's schedule is. Now that they have to take classes again. Yes. I'm just kidding there. Uh Jaquan Walton was not there. That was the one the player who started in the last game, the only player who started in the last game was not there. Um, and uh, that's, I think, your most notable. Uh, you know, I, like, you like, spend, like Joe you, Cooper wasn't there, and he's all in. If you I, I don't put any stock in who wasn't I have there. No, Zero. I, again, I have no idea I what, know what, their, what their schedule is. Correct. Zero stock. But if you would like me to spin zone that for, for Jaquan, I think Jaquan's best. working on his jumper. Well, no, no, no. Oh, sorry. No. Jaquan's best role is being like the agent of chaos, the borderline crazy person. And so I kind of like him being the lone wolf. You know what I mean? Like, he's the one, he's out there. You know, you, you want him. I think to maximize him, it's he's got to be like the agent of chaos. One question I did have as I was thinking about the Tigers, obviously, you know, I, I heard someone commenting on how yesterday was quiet on the academic uh, investigation front. I, I fully expect everything will be quiet for a while now, don't you think? I don't, I, I I don't think, think we hear anything more until the season's over. I think it's an internal investigation. Yeah, I so think they're, they're trying to figure out what right yeah. what happened, and they're not going to rush through this. And so I don't think we'll be hearing anything about that anytime soon. But honestly, for, for all the reasons we, we, we know, it's been a disappointing season. The fact that they're in the position they're in, nice to all of a sudden have some hope that they can accomplish something, win the tournament. I mean, that certainly beats the hell out of the alternative. But no, this is not where anyone wanted it to be. I was thinking about it, though. As, as you reflect on what went wrong, is it also, like, they, they clearly went off the rails, and they shouldn't be in the position they're in. And all, But were they as good as we thought they were anyway? I guess that's my question. Like, if you looked at Sunday's performance as a really very good performance from this team, right? Yes. Everyone was doing the the right the stuff they're supposed to do. Naquan Tomlin was being Naquan Tomlin, and David Jones was being David Jones, and Quinterly was efficient. Was he wasn't a great great shooting, but he handled the ball. He ran the offense. He didn't turn it over. Like everyone was doing what they're supposed. That is at this point, it feels like they didn't hit a bunch of shots. So it wasn't. I'm not saying it was a perfect game, but it was. It was a representative representative game of this team at its, you know, playing well. That's what this team looks like playing well, right? Sunday, can we agree on that? Yeah, absolutely. That's what this team looks like playing well. That's not a top 10 team. It's not if, a top if, 10 if, team. If, if, that, if that, I'm saying that that team yeah. that we just saw, it, 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 they, they played well, and they can absolutely win the But, like, maybe they weren't that good. Um, so I think the other problem is like when you look at college basketball in totality this year, it's like, I don't know what a top 10 team is because we're seeing, I think we're now, we had another top 10 team lose to an unranked team. And I should also point out that top 10 team that lost to the unranked team was an underdog. So I do think we kind of have to recalibrate what our, well, yeah, but that's different though. Cause partly you're talking about there 
inconsistency of effort, whatever else. I'm seeing even at their best. Yeah, I'm talking about. I'm talking this? about what you think of a recalibrate what you think of a top ten team because I think our top ten team this year is worse than it is in previous years. So, I always I felt like I was pretty I was pretty consistent on my message. I thought during the first fifteen games, I thought it was very obvious to me that's an NCAA tournament team. I didn't really feel strongly enough to go beyond that. I think what we saw throughout the throughout the conference portion of the schedule is if they weren't playing well, well, now here we are. They're not an NCAA tournament team. So I think there's probably some truth to they probably were not as good as their record was when they were 15-2, and two, but I also think it's true that they're not as bad as their record was in conference play. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, they're they're very they're very clearly not as bad. I mean, that is the, the toxicity, all the stuff uh, it created the, the situation that they're in. I'm just wondering at their zenith, how good are they? Right at their zenith. Let me ask you this: at their zenith, are they better than last year's team at its zenith? Ooh, I'm going to say probably because, not because while maybe offensively they could keep pace. I do not think that they consistently would be as good defensively. Defensively, right. And you still had, I think you still had, on last year's team, like we really do forget because of how amazing Kendrick was, the second half of the season, DeAndre Williams offensively was absolutely phenomenal. And that goes along with how great of a defender he was. So I think that team had two legitimate scoring options. Two legitimate scoring options, plus they were pretty ferocious defensively. They were a better defensive team. Yeah. All right. We're going to play Believe It or Not next. We got Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. Fish on Friday after that. If you're selling your house, I would recommend you call Josh Heisaw and his team over at Keller Williams Realty. I've talked to a whole bunch of people now who have used Josh. Uh, Charlotte was selling her childhood home. And when you do that, A, it's emotional. And B, then. Her child home is home a little dated. You're worried someone's going to lowball you, whatever else. She, I don't know if she heard about Josh, honestly, on this station uh, or where, but she gets in touch with Josh and is just thrilled, thrilled, absolutely thrilled with the result. And she's not some exception. Uh, if you pop on over to Google, you'll see he's got more than 300 five-star Google reviews. Uh, Josh offers flexible freeze, no upfront costs, lets you out of the contract at any time. Um, it is Josh Heisa. Phone number is 901-461-8147. Josh sells the midsouth.com. Back in a moment, Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralast brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralast pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Get ready for the live tennis event of the year, the Netflix Slam. On March 3rd at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, join 22-time Grand Slam champion and tennis legend Rafael Nadal as he takes on world number two Carlos Alcaraz and witness a tennis showdown like never before. This live Netflix sports event promises unparalleled tennis action. Mark your calendars for March 3rd, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. It's Game, Set, Match on Netflix. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? 
No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our clients' best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep, we have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly, different money management. Investments and securities involve the risk of loss. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with everything I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of dry AMD called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, colors appear dull or washed out. For others, hazy or blurred vision make it hard to see details, like fine print on price tags. Many have trouble seeing in the dark, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you think you have GA, don't wait. Treatments are available. Ask a retina specialist about FDA-approved treatments for GA. And go to gawontwait.com. Head over to Frontier Western Store for their most anticipated event of the year, the famous February sale. Your golden opportunity to save big on an extensive range of boots and apparel. Discover huge discounts on Carhartt. Dive into a selection of clearance shirts available up to 40% off alongside coat slash 30% off. Limited time exclusive deals on select Chariot shirts and jackets, too, with fresh items joining the clearance racks weekly throughout the month. But that's not all. Frontier's boot room is brimming with markdowns, too. Hundreds of discounted boots and shoes from Rocky, Durango, Twisted X, and Ariat, all priced to move as Frontier makes way for their exciting new spring collection. Whether you want stylish dress footwear or durable work boots, now's the time to stop by Frontier and snag your next pair. Oh, and all Hey Dude shoes are now part of the sale, too, and those will go quick. Don't miss out on the famous February sale at Frontier Western Store. 5880 Goodman Road and Olive Branch and FrontierWesternStore.com Locally owned and operated since 1967. Hey, Kathy, you know I've been seeing those State Farm commercials. You guys have built quite a team. Holmes, Kelsey, Derrick Henry. Bundle my auto and my homes. Oh, yeah. Steve, we're proud of that team and I'm proud of my team. Your team is awesome. I know firsthand. If there's a question or problem there, on top of it. My name is on the sign outside, but it's my talented team inside that makes the difference. Hey, call Kathy Thurman Edwards, State Farm agent on Brookhaven Circle. 901-767-7744. I'm not as cute as Jake, but I'm better looking than a lizard. Hop on over to Family Dollar for everything Easter this year. Save time and money with fun, affordable, pre-filled Easter baskets starting at only $5 a piece. Or get creative and craft your own with a large selection of basket stuffers like plushes, sweets, and toys. On the hunt for amazing deals on basket filler candies like chocolate eggs, three for $3, or sweet tarts jelly beans. Now buy two, get one free. Don't worry, we've got treats for everyone. Only at Family Dollar, helping you do more. Where are my basketball fans at? Welcome to Fandom 101. The madness is upon us. When the biggest ballers in the land take the court, we need you loud, proud, and live cheering them on. The NCAA Division I men's basketball first and second rounds, March 22nd and 24th in Memphis. Attendance is encouraged. Passion is mandatory. Buy your seats today at NCAA.com slash MVP tickets. Class dismissed. Spring is the best season in Memphis. We can agree on that, right? All the colors, all the trips and the celebrations in the entire city springing to life again. Well, the same thing is true at O'Call. The place is bursting with color these days. O'Call is a brand new collection from Cricket that you really have to see. They've got brand new knit shirts and spring outerwear from Holderness and Bain. And of course, all the stunning clothes you expect from Viore, Faraday, and Peter Millar. So whatever you're looking forward to, whether it's a spring trip or backyard barbecues or a wedding, make the best season in Memphis even better by visiting your friends at O'Call. I'm what you might call very good at hide and seek. This one time, my parents had to round up the whole neighborhood to track me down. It was a mess. A lot of tears. Well, now that we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, including all my favorite super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my shows and... Ha! Found ya. The heck? 
How? You left to find my tablet on. This generation, ruining the game with their performance enhancers. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity for a reliable connection throughout your home. Now through March 5th, get gig speed internet for $35 a month for 12 months when you add unlimited mobile. Plus, get Wi-Fi equipment included for two years. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan and auto pay stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra and may change. Gig speed Wi-Fi requires gig internet and Xfinity gateway. After 12 months, internet increases to $60. After 24 months, regular rates apply. Xfinity mobile requires Xfinity internet. Actual speeds vary. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Hawkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. You know, it's breezy out there, Jeffrey. Did you notice it was breezy out there? Sometimes when it's breezy... Trees fall over. Tree falls on your house. Who do you call? Service Master by Cornerstone. Of course, 901-RESPOND is the phone number because that's what they do. They respond. 901-RESPOND. That that phone number is uh, someone will answer 24 hours a day. You can't find that in most places, honestly, anymore. And they will send help your way. 901-RESPOND. Whether it's storm damage, pipes exploding, fire, smoke, mold, whatever it is, uh, we're lucky to have them here. Number one rated Service Master franchise in the entire country. 901-RESPOND is the number. 901-RESPOND is the number. Uh, Let's play Believe It or Not. Now it's time for Believe It. Believe it. I don't even know if I believe. No, I'm a believer. Or not. Believe it or not. On the Jeff Calkins Show. Hey, Jeffrey, you can name a Memphis showboat. Believe it or not. I believe that. Cole Kelly, he's back. Is Cole Kelly back? He's back. Well, today's the day. They're getting underway, man. Showboats are getting underway. And the way our spring is... is The way our spring is... Sprung? Shaping up here in mm-hmm. Memphis, we might need the showboats. And uh, not, not, that, that, not that some didn't enjoy them last year. Mm-hmm. Now they're back. They're better than ever. And Cole Kelly's back. Indeed. So there you go. Showboats start practice today, uh, I do believe. Over to the other league, Jeffrey. Um, You think the Vikings and the Patriots should team up on a deal by which the Vikings will send Justin Jefferson to the Patriots, and the Patriots will send their draft pick, number three overall, to the Minnesota Vikings. Believe it or not. So I'm going to say I don't believe this because you still haven't solved your quarterback problem, correct? If you're the Patriots, like I can't think of a worse situation for a young head coach than to have diva wide receiver with no quarterback. I mean, Justin Jefferson gets upset with Kirk Cousins. What's he going to do with whoever they throw out there? Mac? Yeah, I, I, I tell you, it doesn't. There's a couple bit. There's a couple pieces of this that are um, that are interesting. One is I, we we put two rumors together. Correct. One is that the Patriots might be shopping their number three overall pick, and two that the Vikings might be shopping Justin Jefferson. Of all the teams that it doesn't make sense to make that trade is to me would be the Patriots because you know what, if you actually want a receiver. If you're if you're thinking, you know what, we don't love. If you're thinking we don't love the court, their, their GM spoke yesterday, by the way, and said it's a great year to be year to be drafting a quarterback. That's what you say, whether you believe it or not. Correct. Right? You set the market. You set the market. So uh, whether he believes that or not, um, you if you do decide we don't like any of these quarterbacks, or we don't like the quarterback we think is going to drop to us, right? right. We think Jaden Daniels is going to drop to us, and we don't like him, right? Yes, that's a perfectly reasonable. Decision to make. I've, I'm not going to weigh in necessarily on whether they should like him or not. But if they decide they or don't. What, here's probably what happened. It's not even necessarily we don't like Jaden Daniels. It's that we probably have Jaden Daniels graded similarly to someone like, say, Michael Penix, who is likely to yeah, be Yeah, we like him just as much. Or right. We like Bo Nix just as much. Or we like right. J.J. McCarthy just And if we trade down, we can get those guys or whatever else. We've, we put them in. Maybe they, maybe they have tiers. Caleb Correct. Williams is in one tier and the other. Drake. Right, exactly. Or, yeah. 
But if you want, if you want to stick, if if you're saying that you want to take that asset, which is the number three pick in the draft, and turn it into a receiver, you know what you do? You draft Marvin Harrison and you get him practically for free for five years. Now he's not like Justin Jefferson's proven, right? Yes, he's proven he's a monster at all of that. But the truth of the matter is, if you if you give up assets for Justin Jefferson. You've got to give up the assets for Justin Jefferson, and then you've got to pay Justin Jefferson. You know what he wants to be? The highest-paid receiver in yes. the league. That's a mixed blessing. It is an interesting question when you decide to do that, right? When you decide, doesn't matter what they cost, we're going to go ahead and do it. And if it works out for you, God bless you, right? Um, but it doesn't always work out for you, you know? Bills decided to make Von Miller an incredibly highly-paid defensive end. Didn't work out. And you can make an argument. When they acquired Stephon Diggs, I would make an argument good deal. Like, he's been really important. They gave up a first-round pick for Stephon Diggs from the Vikings, as it happens, right? You know what the Vikings did with that pick? They drafted Justin Jefferson. Right. So now, you can't count on Justin Jefferson. Who did the Eagles draft that same draft? Was it the Eagles? Texas A&M. The Eagles. No, that, that Jaden Rager or whatever. Oh, Jalen Rager. TCU. TCU. Yeah, that, and then they that's the video him. of the Vikings yeah. laughing. Yeah. So, um, so you're not always going to draft Justin Jefferson by all means. It's a, it's a ridiculous trade for the Patriots, it seems to me. Um, and um, and then the Vikings, like at some point, I don't know. Like, don't you have to? You had Stephon Diggs. You traded him for a pick. Now you're going to have now you know that you found his replacement. Even better, honestly, than Stephon Diggs. And you're going to trade him for a pick? I don't think it makes sense from any angle. Yeah, I think the only thing that I'm curious about, so we're now, of course, getting the rumors. Oh, we're getting so many rumors. This is the best. But Cousins apparently is trying to continue his dominance on capitalism. Yep. And the rumors are now that his number is high enough to where the Vikings are like. Balking. Correct. Thanks, but no thanks. And so if you're not going to have Kirk Cousins, you probably at a certain point have to do the the total rebuild. And so this at least, you trade Jefferson, get what you can, and then you'd probably try to trade up and get one of the quarterbacks. But you better really like one. I can see that. You could, if you like one, unless you get to three, you're not probably getting, you can't guarantee getting one of those quarterbacks. Correct. But you may love J.J. McCarthy. I think there's a feeling that J.J. McCarthy, you're exactly right, whether it's to the Raiders or whether it's to Denver or what, like he's going to go top 15. It's starting to feel like to me. Don't you think? Yeah, I just think in general, quarterbacks are always going to be the most overdrafted, right. no matter what. The hell's the name of that Florida State quarterback my Bills drafted? Christ- oh, oh uh, uh, E.J. Manuel. Yeah, E.J. Manuel. Just because he was like, he was, cool. he was a, he's a, you know what, E.J. Manuel? He's a second-round quarterback. That's what he is. He's supposed to be. Who was drafted in the first no, round? This used to always be my defense. This used to be always my defense of Jimbo. Because for all the knocks on Jimbo, he was a unbelievable quarterback developer. Like, if you went through his guys, right. they all got overdrafted. Christian Ponder got overdrafted. Right. E.J. Manuel got overdrafted. Ponder was another perfect example yes. of that. Ponder's like, well, I think he went ninth overall or think, something Yeah, 12th like maybe, something like that. Maybe 12th or whatever, yeah, 100%. But, like, even, like, to Drew Weatherford, like, if you look at, like, these quarterbacks that he had, they all got overdrafted, and it's because most of them were fairly, like, they were impressive in terms of you put them on the whiteboard, they knew what they were doing, because Jimbo coached them well, they just weren't very good. Uh, anyway, those are uh, a couple of rumors that are floating around. Oh, here's one. Um, both the Raiders and the Giants, wise not to be tagging Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley. Believe it or that not. As a report yesterday as well. Also, Tony Pollard will not be tagged. So just in terms of running backs who are going to be out there, all three, all three tagged last year. Correct. None of the three are going to be tagged this year. Would you invest Lies. in any of them? Okay, so no, obviously. Um, of course, it all depends. It all depends on yeah, what well, the price is. The, if yeah, the price yeah. comes cratering because right. no one wants to pay them, you wouldn't invest big money on any of them. But you didn't. I'd invest decent money. I mean, I've always had this belief with Saquon. It's like he plays for my team. I like him. He has been good when he's healthy, but he's not healthy very much. And even when he's been good and healthy – it still doesn't translate to winning. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, but if you get him as a bit part. For sure. If you get him as a bit. And the Bills are, are way past this. I mean, I'm sorry I always talk about the Bills, but they're a perfect no, but example like this here. Is, if you got 
if if last year you could have gotten Saquon Barkley on a some kind of a deal where he's not the he's not you didn't pick him in the top five. You're right. not paying him big money. You're paying him decent money, whatever else. I think I think he could be valuable. hundred um, percent. But not if you're paying him big. I uh, mean, to me, usually when you're choosing not to tag tag a running back, I still don't even really think it's financial because, right? If you, I think really what then the tag go the tag goes up the second year. It you're goes up the him, second so year, but it's still not because running back it pays makes so much money. Yeah, it's not. It's it's all based on the positional. Uh, Top five, though. That's real money. I mean, it's real money. They don't even want to pay him. You know, they but usually what it strikes to me is you want to tag somebody else at a more expensive position. That's possible. Uh, cereal is acceptable for dinner. Believe it or not. <sighs> the CEO of Kellogg was talking about inflation. <laughs> he was on one of these, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he said, you know, with inflation and everything, people are thinking more and more of cereal for dinner. Uh, I need to know the context. Like, are we talking about just... Are we talking about like let's, real let's life say, let, feeding let, of the family? Let, like, let's say once every two or three weeks. Now, I'm not, not saying once, you know, uh, we're just going to have uh, six months. I'm talking about once a month at least. It's okay to say, hey, what do you have for dinner? In the same way that it's a, fine to say, hey, here, two nights ago, you know what I had for dinner? We had breakfast for dinner. We had, uh, we had an omelet and, uh, and, uh, uh, potatoes, maybe or whatever. But we had we had breakfast for dinner. We had breakfast for dinner. I think breakfast for dinner is acceptable for dinner. Yes, but there, to me, there's a key but distinction. Cereal for dinner is not. A, that's not dinner. It's just under no circumstances can cereal for dinner. Be I would argue it's giving dinner. up. Like it is 100 percent giving up. To me, the, the it's not dinner. The the first it's image, like eating a pop tart for dinner. The first image that comes to mind is people that do this usually have kids under the age of five and they can't get them to say like they will eat anything other than I want honey nut Cheerios. And so then eventually you just wind up negotiating with terrorists and all of a sudden you're well, eating. There's that. Or honestly, like as a single guy, there are times I don't eat dinner. You know, you just eat something. I eat a power bar. It's like eating that. Like I'm just not having dinner tonight, but that's not cereal. And then I'm going to have a bowl of cereal. I might have, I might have some um, whatever, but some like, Wheaties me, like in key, my... But that's not dinner. The key distinction, like when you eat. said you had upside down day, it's like there is still a preparation element. Yes, exactly right. Well, and still, it is still real food. There's protein and eggs. Right. Like it's real. It is real food. Cereal, no. Cereal, cereal is not... Cereal I'm going to say I don't believe Absolutely it. not acceptable. Is not acceptable for dinner. LeBron was right when he said... Uh, you should just let Bronny be Bronny, man. Leave these kids alone. Believe it or not. Uh, yeah, I'll say I actually believe that. Um, there's a lot of other things he said about Bronny that I don't believe, but like that one, yeah, sure, I'll go with him on that. Well, so he, this was in a, this was in a, USC's been a very big disappointment. This was in a post that he let the, let the kid be a kid, uh, there were mock draft reports, and Bronny is not really in them, right? Mostly. And so he tweeted and then took down the tweet. Can you all please just let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The work and results will ultimately do the talking no matter what he decides to do. If you all don't know, he doesn't care what a mock draft says. He just works. Earned, not given. Yeah, the problem is, like, okay, if that is just the context and that's the statement, that's fine. But you've been parading around for three yeah, years yeah, that, like, yeah, you want to play I, with I, I don't, I don't buy this for a minute. Like, right. If he, literally there are reports that you might want him on the Lakers next year, even though he's not good enough to be drafted. Correct. Right? Who's not letting the kid be a kid? Right. If you're letting the kid be a kid, let him percolate and have a normal four-year or three-year or however long it takes, whatever else. And this idea that, I mean, with all due respect, Mock drafts weren't invented around Bronny James. They weren't invented to shame Bronny James. They were part of the business. We do mock drafts. The fact that there's a mock draft and the and Bronny's not in the mock draft, it's not it's not intended as some tar- it's just a statement of where we are. I found listen, it's fine, it's inoffensive, it's whatever. He's protecting his kid. That's fine. Y'all do it, but I think it's hypocritical and nonsensical. I mean, you could also make the argument it's it's detrimental because I'm not saying every single person's going and looking through to see if Bronny James is in there. When LeBron when LeBron points it out, then it's like, oh, 
Well, who cares more? After a loss to the Memphis Grizzlies in January, LeBron James said, Bronny, quote, could play for us right now easy. Who's not letting the kid be the kid? Well, and also it's like, you know, LeBron, GM LeBron is not, GM LeBron is not effective. LeBron is a tremendous basketball player, let's be mm-hmm. honest. And a, but this, uh, this stuff is nonsense. Uh, with, with all due respect, it's nonsense. And, you know, I mean, obviously, Bronny's been through a lot this year. The whole family has, like, you know, the, with the with the heart issue. 100%. Like, so, are we sure, like, he's not going to have health red flags? Right, yeah, you don't know. Um, so, um, all right, upon reflection, Jeffrey. Okay. If we wanted to stop court storming, we could stop it. Believe it or not. Um, the context. Uh, this was Seth yesterday. Said, listen. Why didn't the why isn't there storm, court storming in the NBA? It's because uh, you know that if you run on the court in the NBA, you're going to leave in handcuffs. Period. The end. And so people don't do this s in the NBA, and you could do the same thing in college basketball. Pretty easy, I think. He then said, and then we could go back to arguing over whether Zach Eady is good or just tall. So um, that is the argument. Yeah, I I simply don't believe that. A, it's not a like it's, it's not also, a thing. Correct. It's not part of the culture. I think that's it, like that's yeah. a huge part of it. And it's then, a huge part of it is it's just never been part of the culture. And also, I would argue, if you are trying to, I think what we're going to start to see here the next ten years, as college sports becomes essentially professional sports, you are going to have to differentiate your sport somehow. Like if you're comparing college basketball to the NBA, well, there's no question what the better basketball is. Like if you're just trying to make the product milk toast and look like diet NBA, then I think that is a losing formula. You've got to have these other elements. And part of part of what makes college basketball college basketball is the atmosphere, the the setting and whatnot. And like to me, like that is just a losing formula. Yeah. I, I, I well, okay, I I agree that you don't want the college basketball to look like the NBA. Honestly, it's one of the problems with the Tigers right now. Yeah. Is that if they had in some mythical world, which will not exist, if they had a ten thousand seat on campus arena that just felt different, that would be great for everybody, right? And it would just be a different experience. One of, one of the problems is is that when you're playing in an NBA, so we get to play in an NBA arena. No, it's kind of a, it's kind of a disadvantage to play in NBA America because it's hard to have much in the way of atmosphere. It feels feels like NBA light, but. Most college basketball games in most great arenas don't have court storming. Uh, uh, you yeah. know, like there's not like you go to uh, Cameron most nights or you go to uh, uh, Kansas or you go to wherever you want to go, wherever the where, where, where do we say the great atmospheres are? People Rock. don't actually include Kentucky, though. They don't. It's just too big. I don't know if they conclude it as a great atmosphere. So I asked, I asked my buddy Elliot that played at Vanderbilt, and he said it is still... Still great? Yeah. He, he said there's just there's something about it. I mean, it's obviously giant. North Carolina's giant. There are giant ones. Tennessee's giant. Um, there are there are giant places. But but I don't think court storming is such an integral part of college basketball that without it it wouldn't be college basketball. It's smaller arenas, it's pep bands, it's you know, it's it's the atmosphere it's it's student sections. So you can preserve college basketball without having court storming. I do wonder if you, I guess to me it gets to the fundamental. I, I think Seth is wrong when he says the reason it exists in college and not the NBA is because is simply because you know you're going to leave in handcuffs. It's because it's not something people do. You right. know? I mean, it's, are it's, you telling me that in the NBA, like let's say the Grizzlies win the Western Conference Finals and a thousand people storm the floor. A thousand people are no, leaving they, in handcuffs. Yeah, they, they, it's it's just not done. It's just you, not you, part you, of the culture. You're just like, not part of the culture. To, that's not why it's happening. But I do wonder if you knew you could be arrested if you stormed the court. If it simply said, you know, at some point, if you were whatever, you will be arrested. We will identify. We will identify from video who stormed the court. Take away their tickets. Take away their student. Whatever. I think you could probably you could probably put an end to it. You could you could turn something that has been a thing into something that is almost never a thing. 
Maybe, but at the same time, it's like, is that what we want law enforcement doing? Like going through? No, it's not law enforcement. It's whatever your cops, your 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 Ole Miss, you know, the university, security, university. Okay, but like it's game management. Yeah, uh, this is also like it, there's a complete lack of like all of this is coming from Duke people, and they are not even acknowledging that Philipowski. With all like, due like, respect, I don't think it is. Gary Parish has been talking about court storming being stupid for decades, for for years and years and years. Every time there is a court storming, and there, I hear the same thing. Maybe it's louder now. I don't think it's all coming from Duke. It's, it's the same thing with like like the same thing with with uh, with with storming the field in football. We hear about it all the time. It happens. We're like, oh, this is stupid. Shouldn't happen. Someone yells at each other. Whatever. Who? Or the Tennessee, Alabama. Someone got pushed. Right. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be because it's about Duke. I mean, I do. It may be louder because it's about Duke. But people have been saying court storming stupid well before this weekend. Yeah, but I also think like also left out of this whole discussion is like. This is like what kids do. This is what college kids do. Like, it is what college let them kids have fun. do. Like we, I think as we get older, it's like yeah. There's a lot and would of stuff. You, and you did. let them storm fields and pull down goalposts. Yes, it's part of the scene. Like think, I just think about even when, if, when it you're is, in a game, well, it's like, an interesting question of what happens if people get when when people get hurt. What do we do? People get hurt driving cars, right? People, yeah. People get hurt doing all kinds of things. It was actually at a Harvard Yale game, I believe, that a woman got hit by a goal, goal, goal post and has never been the same. Is brain damaged, whatever else. So you just accept that as part of the price. That's of doing the business. risk. That's the, that's what. If that's you want to, that's the risk. If you want to stay safe, guess what? You stay in the stands. Stay in the stands. Interesting. Um, I guess I can, I don't know. It, it, I, I don't feel that strongly about it. It has certainly been a thing that people, people have felt strongly about. Uh, by the way, at the combine this week, um, any other great rumors from the combine this week? There's well, basically no one's throwing and no one's running who matters, right? But not, not who matters. You know the, the, the top, the, the top. top, and right. I don't like. I don't blame them. They're gonna they're gonna run at their pro days. And they're gonna throw at their pro days. They're gonna they're gonna throw to receivers. You know what I mean? I went to Paxton's pro day. Um, he threw to receivers that he knew. I totally get it. Uh, you know, you control what you can control. A lot rides on these things. I don't even think they're. The, it's not the main deal. The forty times are interesting. I mean, the 40 times can be interesting, and you can help yourself if you blow up at the combine. You can also hurt yourself if you if you can't lift a weight at the combine. That's all true. And the top guys are going to be able to skip it. Yeah, I think more than anything, the the key about the combine the is the interviews. It's the health exactly. stuff. It's it's the interviews. It's the health stuff. And then and then we get all the teams. Well, the hand sizes, about obviously. And and of course, you are a big uh, believer in the hand sizes. All right. If you've got something beautiful that needs framing, Frame Quarter Memphis is the place to go uh, to uh, get it framed. Because what they do, they've got pre-made frames, beautiful pre-made frames. You can walk on in there at 5035 Park Avenue and buy a stunning, beautiful frame. Frame it yourself, that's fine. But if you want something done that's going to be memorable and forever and lasting and they, they, they talk about it as framing memories. That's what they do. They take a collection of stuff and they make it memorable, something that you can see, see, you know, every day as you pass by it in your house, but then you'll pass down to your kids. They take memories and they frame, and, and they can take tricky stuff, whether it's a jersey or whether, like I said before, for my friend Dan Barron, he had flies that he was using fly fishing and prints of fish that he caught. And, Turned them into something that's Dan literally sent me a video of it. Looks so good because they they do magic. It is the Frame Corner, fifty thirty five Park Avenue, FrameCornerMemphis.com. We got a busy second hour because we got Chris Harrington joining the show, and then Fish on Friday on Tuesday. Jeff Gawkins Show ninety two nine FM ESPN. I'm Bob Burke, founder and chairman of Burke America Parts Group, a family of brands that includes RepairClinic.com, an appliance and HVAC parts solution company that's grown into an international brand. Before AmericanEagle.com, we partially launched a new technology platform developed by another firm. American Eagle helped take our technology to a whole new level with digital marketing, software development, and business insights into our key markets, appliances, HVAC, and outdoor power equipment, and did so both on time and on budget. AmericanEagle.com has the resources, experience, and talent needed to produce solutions. Our new technology platform developed by AmericanEagle.com has produced tremendous results with higher traffic, conversion, engagement, and online revenue. 
If you have any home repairs you need to take care of, check us out at repairclinic.com. If you need a world-class website or technology project, then I would highly recommend AmericanEagle.com. Call AmericanEagle.com at 773-NETWORK. That's AmericanEagle.com, 773-NETWORK. Spring training is here, and the free Odyssey app has everything you need to get ready for opening day. In-depth team coverage from the biggest sports radio stations across the country. Exclusive interviews with players, managers, and MLB insiders. And podcasts dedicated to your favorite team. Listen live to the latest breaking news from around the league. Or choose from a list of topics and listen on demand. It's all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Hit buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150. Bucks. 